Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of heparin-induced thrombocytopenia from the hematology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 60-year-old woman presents after a 12-hour train ride with right-sided crampy leg pain. She is currently on hormone replacement therapy for menopausal symptoms. On exam, the circumference of the right calf is larger than the left's. An ultrasound shows a lower extremity DVT. She is started on heparin. Two days later, her platelets are measured at 30,000 per millimeters cubed, which were previously at 150,000 per millimeters cubed. On re-evaluation, her physician notes that she has several patches of purple-brown areas of skin necrosis. Concerned, he immediately stops the heparin and starts her on a direct thrombin inhibitor. This is a case of heparin-induced thrombocytopenia. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with a brief introduction about heparin-induced thrombocytopenia. Heparin-induced thrombocytopenia is decreased platelets due to heparin exposure. This is also known as HIT. There are two types of HIT, type 1 and type 2. Type 1 HIT occurs two days after heparin exposure. It is not immune-mediated. The platelet count normalizes spontaneously, and there are no symptoms. Type 2 HIT is a hypercoagulable state resulting from antibody-mediated destruction of platelets. It occurs 5 to 10 days after heparin exposure. It is associated with significant risk of thrombosis and can be fatal. In terms of the epidemiology, type 2 HIT is more common in females than in males by 1.7 times. With respect to the pathogenesis of type 2 HIT, heparin binds to platelet factor 4 or PF4. IgG antibodies recognize the heparin-PF4 complex. This is a type 2 hypersensitivity reaction. Then, complex-bound antibodies bind to the platelets and cause platelet activation. This causes thrombosis and thrombocytopenia. With regards to the risk factors, this condition is more common with unfractionated heparin. Let's now go over the clinical presentation and symptoms of type 2 HIT. The symptoms occur 5 to 10 days after heparin exposure. There is usually greater than 30% drop in platelets. Venous thrombosis is more common than arterial thrombosis. This includes DVT and PE. This also includes skin necrosis. Note that overt bleeding is rare, and you can see bleeding at injection sites. Moving on to diagnostic evaluation of HIT, you would do a complete blood count, which would show a drop in platelet count by greater than 30%, no matter what the absolute platelet count is. You would also notice an increased bleeding time, normal PT and PTT, and presence of anti-PF4 heparin for type 2 HIT. You would see this in a serotonin release assay or enzyme immunoassay. With respect to the differential diagnosis, you should keep the following four diagnoses as part of your differential. DIC, ITP, TTP, and HUS. Let's now get into the treatment of HIT. Type 2 HIT is treated by stopping all heparin-containing products, including unfractionated and low-molecular-weight heparin. For treatment, you can use direct thrombin inhibitors such as ergatriban, leperudin, and bivalirudin. Note that you should transition to warfarin when platelets are back at baseline. Platelet infusion may be used if there is bleeding and the platelet count is less than 50,000 per millimeters cubed, or less than 100,000 per millimeters cubed for intracranial bleeding, Note that this is not indicated if the patient is not bleeding, and also note that platelet infusion may worsen thrombosis. 
In terms of the prognosis, prevention, and complications of this disease, mortality is between 5 and 10% in patients with type 2 HIT, and this is mainly from thrombosis. Complications include thrombosis, which could lead to amputation of the limb and a stroke. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 55-year-old man presents to the emergency department for crushing substernal chest pain and undergoes a coronary artery bypass graft or cabbage procedure. His immediate post-operative course was uncomplicated and he is now recovering on the surgical floor. On post-operative day 5, he begins to complain of swelling and crampy pain in his right leg. His past medical history includes hypertension, hyperlipidemia, coronary artery disease, peripheral artery disease, and diabetes. His current medications are aspirin, metoprolol, atorvastatin, and insulin. The patient's temperature is 98.8 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.1 degrees Celsius, blood pressure is 142 over 82 millimeters of mercury, pulse is 72 per minute, and respirations are 16 per minute. Physical exam reveals swelling and warmth involving the right thigh and leg. All surgical incision and venipuncture sites are clean and dry. His laboratory results are as follows. Preoperatively, the hemoglobin level is 13.2 grams per deciliter, hematocrit is 39.6%, leukocyte count is 7,500 per millimeters cubed, platelet count is 160,000 per millimeters cubed. Postoperatively, on day 5, the hemoglobin level is 9.8 grams per deciliter, the hematocrit is 29.4%, the leukocyte count is 11,000 per millimeters cubed, and the platelet count is 60,000 per millimeters cubed. What is the most appropriate next step in management? 1. Ergatriban 2. Enoxaparin 3. Platelet transfusion 4. Protamine sulfate or 5. Warfarin And the correct answer choice is answer choice 1, Ergatriban. This patient presents with signs of a deep vein thrombosis, such as unilateral leg edema and warmth, and new thrombocytopenia in the setting of a recent heparin exposure, which is indicative of type 2 heparin-induced thrombocytopenia. The treatment for HIT is cessation of heparin and initiation of a direct thrombin inhibitor such as ergatriban. Remember, type 2 HIT is caused by the rapid formation of IgG antibodies within 5 to 10 days of the initiation of heparin against the heparin platelet factor 4 complex which binds to this complex on platelet surfaces to cause platelet activation. This leads to enhanced coagulability and release of additional PF4, initiating a cascade that results in arterial or venous thrombosis, for instance DVT and pulmonary embolism. The antibody-coated platelets are removed by macrophages in the reticuloendothelial system, for example the spleen, or consumed within thrombi, causing thrombocytopenia which can lead to bleeding, for instance gastrointestinal or intracranial bleed. Notably, patients with previous exposure to heparin within the past 1-3 to three months can develop HIT within 24 hours of repeat heparin exposure if they already have circulating HIT antibodies. HIT should be suspected in patients who develop a new thrombocytopenia or a greater than 30 to 50% decrease in platelet count with signs of arterial or venous thrombosis, especially after cardiac procedures. 
diagnosis can be confirmed with a serotonin release assay. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 2, enoxaparin, is a low molecular weight heparin that also forms complexes with PF4, though less efficiently than unfractionated heparin, and causes HIT via the same mechanism described above. Although enoxaparin can be used for the initial treatment of DVT in patients without HIT, it is contraindicated in patients with HIT. Answer choice 3, platelet transfusion, may be used in patients with HIT who develop bleeding, for example gastrointestinal bleed, and have a platelet count of less than 50,000 per millimeters cubed. However, it is not used in patients with HIT who do not have an ongoing bleed due to the overall low risk for bleeding in HIT and the increased risk for thrombosis from additional platelet activation. Answer choice 4, protamine sulfate binds to heparin to form a complex that does not have anticoagulant activity. It is commonly used to reverse the anticoagulant effects of heparin. However, cessation of heparin is typically sufficient for recovery from HIT and protamine sulfate is not indicated in this setting. And finally, answer choice 5, warfarin is a vitamin K antagonist that may be used if longer-term anticoagulation is needed, but should only be started after a non-heparin anticoagulant has been initiated and the platelet count has recovered to a normal level. This is because warfarin initially depletes protein C, which has anticoagulant properties and a short half-life, which then increases the risk for thrombosis. In summary, the treatment for heparin-induced thrombocytopenia, which is caused by antibodies against heparin platelet factor IV complexes, is discontinuation of heparin and initiation of a direct thrombin inhibitor such as argatroban or bivalirudin. Next question. A 45-year-old man presents to the emergency department for worsening shortness of breath with exertion, mild chest pain, and lower extremity swelling. The patient reports increasing his alcohol intake and has been consuming a diet rich in salt over the past few days. Physical examination is significant for bilateral crackles in the lung bases, jugular venous distension, and pitting edema up to the knees. An electrocardiogram is unremarkable. He is admitted to the cardiac step-down unit. In the unit, he is started on his home antihypertensive medications, intravenous furosemide every six hours, and prophylactic enoxaparin. His initial labs on the day of admission are remarkable for the following. Hemoglobin level of 12 grams per deciliter, hematocrit of 37%, leukocyte count of 8,500 per millimeters cubed with normal differential, platelet count of 150,000 per millimeters cubed. Serum studies show sodium levels of 138 milliequivalents per liter, chloride levels of 102 milliequivalents per liter, potassium level of 4.1 milliequivalents per liter, and a bicarbonate level of 25 milliequivalents per liter. On hospital day 5, routine laboratory testing is demonstrated below. Hemoglobin of 12.5 grams per deciliter, hematocrit of 38%, leukocyte count of 8,550 per millimeters cubed with normal differential, platelet count of 60,000 per millimeters cubed. Serum studies show sodium levels of 140 milliequivalents per liter, chloride level of 100 milliequivalents per liter, potassium level of 3.9 milliequivalents per liter, bicarbonate of 24 milliequivalents per liter. Physical examination is unremarkable for any bleeding and the patient denies any lower extremity pain. There is an erythematous and necrotic skin lesion in the left abdomen. Which of the following best explains the patient's current presentation? 1. Adams-13 protease deficiency. 2. 
antibodies to heparin platelet 4 complex, 3, non-immune platelet aggregation, 4, protein C deficiency, or 5, vitamin K epoxide reductase inhibitor. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, antibodies to heparin platelet factor 4 complex. This patient's severe drop in platelets five days after receiving prophylactic enoxaparin and an erythematous necrotic skin lesion in the abdomen where the enoxaparin was placed is suggestive of heparin-induced thrombocytopenia type 2. Remember, heparin-induced thrombocytopenia can be divided into type 1 and type 2. HIT type 1 is due to a non-immune effect of heparin leading to platelet aggregation. This typically occurs one to four days after administration of heparin therapy. Platelet count usually nadirs around 100,000, and it is not associated with thrombosis. HIT type 2 results from an immune-mediated phenomenon where IgG antibodies act on a neoantigen formed between heparin and the platelet factor 4 complex. This binding ultimately leads to platelet activation, leading to thrombosis, and removal of IgG PF4 platelets by splenic macrophages, leading to thrombocytopenia. HIT type 2 typically occurs 5 to 10 days after heparin administration. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, Adams-13 protease deficiency, is seen in thrombocytopenic purpura, which presents with fever, anemia, microangiopathic hemolytic thrombocytopenia, renal failure, and neurologic symptoms. Answer choice 3, non-immune platelet aggregation is seen in HIT type 1, which causes a less severe thrombocytopenia than HIT type 2. Answer choice 4, protein C deficiency presents with thrombotic skin necrosis and hemorrhage after warfarin administration. And finally, answer choice 5, vitamin K epoxide reductase inhibitor is the mechanism of action of warfarin, which has not been administered to this patient. In summary, HIT type 2 is caused by the production of antibodies against heparin platelet factor 4 complex. And that's all for this review about HIT. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.